0: Hi, this is Margaret Frankwitz again here with another episode. I usually record things that just come on my mind uh, because sometimes we're dealing with things as diabetic that we want to get out to other people because of course there's a lot of information out there that can be kind of confusing, especially if you're dealing with a doctor who doesn't really know much about diabetes besides what they've actually learned in a clinic and of course or in a school and of course that's important too but I think it what really matters is what an actual diabetic is going through and can share with you I've been a diabetic since 2010 I was actually pre-diabetic I was actually diagnosed with actual diabetes two years ago so I've had to deal with all of the things that diabetics have to deal with. Neuropathy and soreness and numbness of the hands and feet and trying to overcome that the best that I can. So, um, having neuropathy is just one of the side effects of something you're going to have to deal with. You get the tingling, numbling of the fingers, uh, toes. When you start to, uh, bring your A1C down, of course that, luckily that goes away. At least it has been the case for me and, Uh, Recently, I did have something with my left leg where my left leg actually, I should say, left foot went numb and part of my leg went numb and uh, felt like a bruising on the bottom of my foot. So um, that has since gone away uh, just by bringing my A1C down even further. So um, this is something that can be reversed in a way. But one of the other things that I've noticed that were very important, and this is something that I wanted to talk about, are your feet. Your feet take a beating every day, anyways, and if you're doing what you should and you're exercising, you may have problems with dry, cracked feet, and of course, you want to try to um, heal that because you don't want bacteria and like actually getting into your cracked feet and. Uh, causing issues down the road, and they can cause all kinds of issues, like um, what they call uh, diabetic ulcer ulceration sores, and um, have not experienced it yet, nor do I plan on it, so of course, having an action plan to take care of problematic areas is probably best. So, I mean, if if the worst case scenario, all you can do is get a bucket of water and soak your feet for 20 minutes a day, if that's the best you can do, that's great. Uh, I actually prefer to use a jacuzzi where I'm, I'm soaking my entire body for 20 minutes a day. And what this does is over time is it keeps your skin supple. And then of course you can use your favorite moisturizer. Soaking the feet, I would have to say, is probably going to be uh, one of the things that is most important for you to do as a diabetic is take care of your feet. So your feet do a lot to help you out throughout the day. So do a lot for them too. So it's, it's, it's completely worth it. So um, that's just one tip that I can actually suggest. Now I've had uh, in the past, I've had problems with my feet. And so I've had the cracking and I've I've lathered on lotion and and tried to find answers to my cracked feet. And like literally The only thing that works is soaking them. you got to soak your feet. You can put all the lotions you want to on them, and maybe some people have had some success. I haven't, and I've tried all kinds of different lotions. I've tried Utter Butter, and I've tried Jerkins, and I've tried um, all this stuff, but it's not going to hold the moisture in if there's no moisture in your feet. So if you soak your feet, and then, of course, gently remove the calluses, if you have any... Um, and then and then apply the lotion, and that's going to be a huge difference on how your your feet actually react. And of course, if you still have, if you've been soaking for months and you're still having issues with your feet, um, definitely get your A1C checked. Make sure that your blood sugar is coming down because um, being a diabetic it really dries you out. And so actually checking your feet to make sure that there's no cuts and sores and and anything that might compromise your situation is probably a good thing so there are that I still have feeling in the bottom of my feet for the most part last time I was in, in my doctor and she did a foot test and I could literally feel everything which is great because they're diabetics they're, their feet they go numb and uh, of course you know then there's complications with that your foot goes numb you step on something you don't notice it and um, you could actually have something wrong going on, you know, like a sore happening. And of course, that's what you want to prevent because so many people end up with issues with their feet just because they stepped on something that ended up becoming an infection in their foot. And so checking your feet often is probably suggestible to, you, you know, between the toes, um, I haven't had too many issues with between the toes. Uh, most of my issues have been on my heels. And quite honestly, I've had dry cracked heels since I was a kid. So actually paying attention to my feet now has been kind of a godsend. So it's one of the good things I can say about diabet- diabetes is the fact that I'm checking things that I normally would not have checked out before. Now, of course, nobody wants dry cracked hills that are sore you can barely walk and I mean I've had it all (laughs) I've definitely especially the summertime in Arizona when I was there I'd have the dry cracked hills and and walk walking was a challenge sometimes and I love to walk it's one of the things that I do it's one of my favorite one of my favorite activities next to swimming is walking and so when I can't walk because of some ridiculous small things such as a cracked tail, it's not fun it's not pretty so um, I'm patting myself on the back because about a week ago I went on a 6.6 mile walk and so of course I have the phone that actually records the uh, steps that I actually take and it was like something ridiculous like 15,000 steps or something like that but I was really proud of the 6.6 mile walk because I had never done that before that, as far as, uh, recording it, you know, like, uh, through like a a step meter. And, um, so of course, after I was done, my feet were extremely sore. And of course I was having problems with my left foot. My left foot literally felt bruised. Um, and then it felt numb. So I kind of ended up with issues after my walk so just be aware that if you you know you don't have to do 6.6 miles or 15 miles or you know jogging or whatever but if you do take care of your feet so um i I can't emphasize that enough i actually had thought about um you know maybe seeing a neurologist if my doctor had suggested it about my feet and she didn't so uh, I just continued to do what I did um, however, if that does come up then definitely seek that assistance. so uh, I feel like I've actually uh, am back in control when it comes to uh, the the condition of my feet the condition of my feet now because I've actually soaked there's no callousing on the bottom I've have not had to, um, you know, use, like, like, one of those stones on the bottom of your feet, not quite sure what you call those things, but, um, I haven't had to do that, uh, because I knew I had one in my my storage, and couldn't find it, and so, you know, I just did the soaking thing, soaking method, like, you know, at least 20 minutes a day, and did that for the past month, and, I'm telling you, my feet have never been softer, and I wasn't even using lotion on the bottom of it. Now, on occasion, I do use a little bit of Vaseline um, on some, like, little rough spots, but in general, I don't really put anything on my feet anymore, which is so cool, because I used to go through bottles and bottles of lotion. It was ridiculous. So, um, there's a lot to be said with actual soaking. And of course, I prefer the jacuzzi because it's nice and warm and your feet like that. But you know, I've also done the method where I didn't have any hot water, so I just used cold water in a bu- bucket and soaked my feet. And it did, you know, it was effective. I wouldn't say it's the best. But um, it definitely works in, in a hot spot or in a in a pinch. So soak those feet if i if i tell if you teach you anything take your feet take a look at them and if they're in great condition give yourself a thumbs up if they're not it, you know what it's never too late to take care of your feet unless you don't have feet and then then that's you know a bad thing but take care of your feet like right now um you can get yourself a gym membership at some of these locations that actually have um, hot tubs. And that's what I did. Unfortunately, Planet Fitness, which is my, my normal go-to, doesn't have this, this stuff. But I would have to say that a good membership in a gym, if you don't have access to a hot tub, is probably a good idea if they have a jacuzzi. Or you can, like, if nothing else, soak your feet once a day. And, uh, you know, nobody's gonna cry that you're soaking your feet in there or anything and you don't have to tell anybody that's what you're doing. A lot of people who go into the jacuzzi, I mean, it's kind of a given. They're soaking their whole body. So, um, do that. It's very relaxing, too. It, it helps your body. Um, so I have found a gym membership absolutely essential and controlling diabetes there's just some things that are just as important as sleep and that's one is being able to exercise and being able to have access to a swimming pool and a jacuzzi is absolutely top-notch uh, when it comes to your health and regardless of how much you're paying for your membership I think you can kind of justify why that's important to maintain um the softest softness and suppleness of your feet and in general it's a hard thing to do not everybody has a jacuzzi if you do well then you can just skip the club however there's other things at the club too that or at a a, a gym I should say I go I belong to a club so of course I call it the club there are other benefits to a gym such as um, getting your walk on you know get on on one of the treadmills and you know going for your half an hour walk Um, or if you prefer swimming get a nice gym or a club that has a swimming pool indoor swimming pool and and you've got it made so that sometimes when you don't feel like walking you can go for a swim Um, also, lifting exercises. I don't know if I've actually talked about that yet. I probably will in the future. But another thing is, is if you like powerlifting, for instance, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially for a diabetic, because it gives um, not only does it provide you with more muscle, and muscle, of course, burns fat at uh, a four-to-one ratio, but it also helps to control your glucose a little bit better. And there's a whole science behind that. Um, There's also some some, uh, people I'd actually recommend on YouTube who actually go into this a little bit more in detail. And of course, in future podcasts, I'll make sure to actually refer you to some of them because, of course, they're just... They're, they've got the science down on glucose absorption, what it does in your body, and um, diabetes. So, And of course, if you're listening to this and you're diabetic, you're probably looking for answers anyways. So um, hopefully I can be one of those people that help to uh, give you other sources that might be a little bit more informative. I'm just kind of going over the basics just because um, when I started as a diabetic... I didn't have me to go to, I I didn't know what to actually look up, and uh, I had to really start taking it seriously, of course, two years ago, I mean, more serious than what I had, and when I started taking it more seriously, the basics weren't working anymore, like, for instance, the doctor will have you go to a dietitian, and the dietitian will say, well, you need to cut back on your breads, and then you start looking at your sandwich, and you're like, well you know, I kind of miss that bread, so, um, you know, this is kind of ridiculous. I'm eating a lot more meat and less bread, and, you know, my numbers are not really going down, and what can I do next? You know, you have a lot of questions, because everybody's at different A1C levels, so what also might work for me may not work for you. Now, I went from a very high 13 two years ago, and that's because I was not taking medication for diabetes, um, at the time. And, uh, actually when I was 13, my doctor was just shaking their head and they're like, you're injectable and freaked me out. So, um, I knew I had to to actually get control over my diet again. And then I found keto and keto. I don't know if I've mentioned much on this channel, but keto has been my godsend. It dropped my A1C without medication. I might add from a 13, down to an 8.6. I've since been put on medication to actually drop it down into the 5.6 range. Which, um, I haven't had my A1C checked in at least a month, so I gotta wait a couple more months. But hopefully by that time, um, it would have actually knocked me down to the range that the doctor wants me at. But we're talking about two different pills I'm taking, the metformin, and I've been put on a for, uh, medication called Forsega for a few months. Uh, the Forsega's is probably going to go. And actually, um, I've had doctors actually tell me that they're not. I mean, they don't have any qualms against taking me off both medications. Which, you know what? My, medi- my metformin is my crutch anyways. That's my go-to medication. So I don't really care if they ever take me off that. But if they want to go ahead and take me off of that because I'm like at a four or five well, that might be a necessity and, uh, kind of a scary moment too, because I've always counted on my metformin to be there. So we'll see how that goes. But anyways, okay. I I think I've done enough talking for this episode. I just wanted to get that out there and let you know that yes, I am still creating podcasts. Might be a little bit spotty, but, um, it's, it's just information that comes and I like to share it, and of course, I may be sharing other people's podcasts that I, I feel are, are quite helpful. Um, if you haven't listened to any former podcasts, uh, one of my, my go-to guys on Facebook, or excuse me, not on Facebook, but on YouTube is a guy named Dennis Pollock, and he's absolutely amazing. He's been a diabetic for 17 years, and him and his wife, they do episodes and they test a1c's and they have really just taken it to town with um blessing people and getting them serious about their diabetes and dropping those a1c's with a keto diet so if you have time to look him up again his name's dennis bullock and uh he's on youtube fascinating guy so I'm going to go ahead and end this episode and I want to say thank you very much for listening. I hope that your day is blessed and just be kind to each other. Thank you. Have a good day.